0: Are you listening? 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 Are a music podcast where two friends talk about music in a variety of ways. But today we're talking about one album in particular. I am Brand, your co-host. I'm here with my friend and co Scott. Oh, hi. Yeah, my bad. You, you threw it to, you're throwing it to me. Awesome. Hi. Yeah. I mean, I guess I didn't have to, but I felt I, was, I felt I was leaving you out if I didn't. So I had to. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not here. Oh. I, I mean, I could talk for an hour. It's not a problem, <laughs> not a problem, but I'm sure that that's not what people are tuning in for is to me to talk for an hour straight. I, they might be. We don't know. I did YouTube videos in the day and thought I knew that's how to talk. That's true. We did. Good old YouTube days. Shit. Scott, this week, I gave you a record to listen to. You did. You spent the week with it, as did I. I did. We're back here to talk about it. We are. That record is The Record Prepare the Masses from the band A Change of Pace. Right. So prior to this, and uh-huh. prior to maybe me mentioning A Change of Pace to you, the last time we covered, and this will be a little bit of a spoiler, the last time we covered an August 2006 record, because that's last time this thing popped oh, up. Gotcha. This this has popped up on the show already. Uh, did you have any familiarity with A Change of Pace? Did you know anything about them? I think I saw the cover for a different record they did. I think that's it okay is it the, dunce the one punk? with the dunce cap guy yeah i don't think i listened to it i don't think i picked it up but i remember seeing it i still may not have listened to it There's <laughs> i'm gonna run through some history of the band here we'll we'll talk about where we are in music what else is coming out so jump in whenever you feel necessary let's do it a change of pace is an american five-piece pop punk band from peoria arizona peoria that's a fun that's a fun name I always thought Peoria was in Illinois, but I guess there might be two. Maybe there's two. Formed in 2001 when singer Tori Jasper and drummer Jonathan Kelly began playing together in freshman year of high school. There you go. High school band. In 2003, after a few years of jamming and playing small local shows, which that means they didn't <laughs> jam that. They're yeah, that jamming. just means they, they hung out together for two years. They didn't play any local shows. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> In 2003, after a few years of jamming and playing small local shows, bassist Jody Abdullah and guitarist Adam Rogers joined the band. Okay. So it's only a four-piece as of now. I believe this record that we're talking about today is only the four-piece also. I think they added a fifth member after this record. Oh, okay. I could be wrong. I should have that information. I do not. Yeah. Is this the first record then? This is their first full length, yes. Gotcha. Okay. The band was discovered by manager George Hernandez. Uh, actually, it might be Jorge, J-O-R-G-E. I think that's the Jorge. Which I tried looking him up, and apparently he's just a like a money guy. Like he can he, he's he's been successful. Let's put it that way. Gotcha. <laughs> he's been successful. He's the backing. He got them signed to Immortal Records, and then they released their EP "Change Is the Only Constant" in two thousand four. Okay. Immortal Records. They helped launch such influential acts as. Do you, do you have any ideas? Do you know this? I have no this idea offhand. Immortal nope. Records launched Corn, Thirty Seconds to Mars, and Incubus. Wow! All three of them. I was into them. Yeah, I mean, they have the first two or three Corn records too. Like they, they, they put they out, they put out Life Is Peachy. They put out Follow the Leader. So two and three. The first, uh, the second, uh, and third. I couldn't remember the first one's the title, so I didn't say it. Subtitled. <laughs> It's yep, self-titled. Yep, yep. They put that one out, too. They put that the, one out also. The, the I first think self-title. they had distribution through Epic. So I think they... Yeah, I was going to say, I remember the Epic logo being on the back of it. Yeah. But I think they were from Immortal distributed through Epic. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. I was actually... When you were saying that, I was actually going to say, I remember it being... corn being on Epic, but I don't remember Immortal. We could... Ignore 30 Seconds to Mars for a second, though. But that is two kind of very influential bands at the time, if we're being honest. Oh, for Incubus sure. and Corn, Like, that's pretty big. Yeah, yeah. They're huge. And 30 Seconds to Mars, I mean, we got to give them their due. Their first two records were amazing. I really like the fir- what's, what's the second one? What's the second one called? I think you're thinking their second one was their first one. The one with Kill and... Uh, okay, then what's the first a beautiful, one? The Beautiful Lie was the name of the second one. That was their big one. I liked whatever one had the tiger on it. It was called, like, Act of War or something. It was more recent. I was going to say, that one, I don't know. There was one after A Beautiful Lie that I didn't get down with. And I wasn't trying to shit on 30 Seconds to Mars. I was just saying that, I mean, there's not... Actually, maybe there are. Maybe there are bands out there now that are like, you know what? 30 Seconds to Mars is is an influence. They're an inspiration. It was self-titled. It was self-titled. Their first record was self-titled. Of course. Son of a bitch. Figured it out. (laughs) Back to a change of pace. In 2005, the band released their first full length. Okay. I lied. This is their second record. (laughs) 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 Literally did these notes three hours ago. Love it. In 2005, the band released their first full length, an offer you can't refuse, and that landed them a spot on the Warped Tour. Ah, there it is. Also in 2005, the band embarked on the, quote, MySpace Fall Tour. Oh, MySpace had its own tour. With My American Heart, The Confession of Fading Memory, Agent Sparks, and Greeley Estates. Oh, I know Greeley Estates. Same here. Only other one I That's it. (laughs) That's it. But speaking of tours, after I learned that these guys were on Warp Tour in 05, I was trying to find the first year I went to Warp Tour. Okay. I I couldn't figure it out, Mm. but there is a year. 07, I found the lineup to and the stage times and who played the stages at the oh. War Tour I went to, and I just want you to listen to. Let's let's just even go with this first stage here, the Lucky Stage. Oh seven! I was not going to War Tour, so this is just, just that. I just want to say that. So these I I wouldn't have gone to. Well, listen to this stage. And tell me you wouldn't go to this show. Sure. Twelve o'clock noon. As soon as you get there, basically. I don't know who Biffy Clyro is. I've heard the name of Biffy <laughs> Clyro. No idea. One o'clock, Poison the Well. Yeah. Two o'clock, Pepper. I'm for it. Three o'clock, Tiger Army. Yeah. The- oh, oh, God, Fl- what a crazy mix-up of bands that is right there. Four o'clock, Newfound Glory. Yeah. Five, Hawthorne Heights. Oh, jeez. Six, Bad Religion. Yeah. Seven, Flogging Molly. Yeah. Eight, Under who else is playing at eight o'clock. Well, hold on. Let me run you through the number 13 stage. Let me run you through <laughs> I, I, this number 13 stage. I might skip that one, but that, God, that lineup is crazy. At the 13th stage, cute is what we aim for Azalea dying, Kill Switch engage, circus yeah. survive, Chiodos, the starting line, Paramore, Coheed and Cambria, the red jumpsuit apparatus. Oh, man. Wait, wait, wait. Coheed is playing at the same time as Bad Religion. They're playing like a half hour as Bad Religion. Shit. Played. So, like, in between Bad Religion and Flogging Molly. Oh, man. By the way, I didn't watch Under Oath this year because the band I saw at 8 o'clock that night was on yeah. the Hurley stage, and oh. it was The Unseen. Oh. So, yeah, I, I saw The Unseen instead of Under Oath. I'd have gone with you. Also playing at 8 are The Rocket Summer. So, they say. Bleed the Dream played at 7.15. They're definitely not still playing. No. They're done. But I mean, some of these stages look absolutely insane to me because all these are the bands that I know so well, like like Bayside, Hot Rod Circuit, KOS, Gallows, Escape the Fate, The Toasters, The Spill Cannabis, The Confession, and The Unseen. Then on the Hurley.com stage, Parkway Drive, Big D and the Kids Table, Megan Dia, Boys Like Girls, Family Force 5, All Time Low, The Rocket Summer, man. Still remains the full drop dead gorgeous envy on the coast, amber pacific, Aesthetic lullaby, mailing the sons of disaster, bless the fall. There's so many bands that I would want to see. I saw thrown out at 555 that year, they played at 555 after Eveline and before it dies today. Okay,
1: man, it was wild.
0: But yeah. I, I think the one the the Azalea dying into Killswitch, like back to back was awesome. Crazy. Was <laughs> That's <crazy>. awesome. <laughs> and then I spent circa survive napping and then I went. And <laughs> <laughs> Set it off during Shiodos, too. <laughs> That's probably where I learned about the Circus Survive Triangle Pit. I was probably laying down somewhere listening to them talk about the Triangle Pit. And you're like, A Triangle Pit? I was like, What's, What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, something I'm new- the Pit King. New- I have the shirt on. New Pit? Did I hear something <laughs> about a new pit going on around here. <laughs> I have all music reviewer Joanne Green it, it said the band has, quote, Oh, the sparkle of you 2 the attitude of Green Day, oh the God. stinging arena rock styled lead guitar, and a splash of new wave synth. Wow! Let's settle down, Joanne. I like the band. Joanne's like doing it. Let's let's settle down, Joanne. <laughs> I like I like the band. I'm a, I'm a fan of this band. I'm on the proud of the record, but yeah, it's not that serious. That's funny. <laughs> The sparkle of you two. <laughs> everything does not have to be that serious. Like, everything does not have to be that serious and deep. We can enjoy something without comparing it to you two. Oh, man. The attitude of Green Day in 2006 yeah. when they were rock operaing it. So, a change of pace's second record. I had to correct myself again <laughs> here. <laughs> Prepare the Masses released August 15th, 2006. Okay. Some of these records are going to sound familiar because we already have done an August 2006 record. <laughs> right. So I couldn't even put every record from August that I listened to on this list. That's how oh, wow. many there were, apparently. August 06. Crazy month, huh? Huge for me, apparently. Huge. Yeah. So let's go for the first one, which is huge for you. I know you loved it. Oh, you fantastic. still fantastic. August first, Stone Sour. Come whatever may. Oh God! No. Actually, that was the one. I <laughs> that's the one I didn't mind. Actually, one <laughs> you were into. What you were into. Uh, there might only be one or two other ones on this entire list that are you. Yeah. Like, I, I I looked a little bit. I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know what the fuck. you're doing. <laughs> I'm all over the place. Uh, also, on August first, Body Count's "Murder for Hire." I know you're a Body Count guy. Yep, love them. I don't know that record though. If I'm being honest, the body, the murder for hire album co- album art looks like it was released in 1994 oh great so every other body count record cover <laughs> except for carnivore yeah right right yeah basically because <laughs> okay. i i remember downloading all of body counts discography and genuinely thought this record came out in 94 like, oh yeah just based on the cover i was like yeah it had to have had to have. that's super old also on august 1st power man 5000 destroy what you enjoy i think it's the follow-up to tonight's stars revolt Okay, I don't think I listened to that one. August 7th, this one got a lot of play on our previous August episode. Oh, okay. The album Cassie by Cassie. <laughs> still don't know who she is. If you recall, I went back and listened to that record, and it yeah. was pretty fucking good. It was okay. solid. I really liked it. I'm not saying you would like it, but right. it, it. I get why it was popular, and it it's very catchy. Gotcha. There's also two or three albums on this August list. That means we will be back to August 06. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The first one of those being August 6th, Sky Eats Airplane. Everything perfect on the wrong day. Sure. I imagine that's probably the Sky Eats Airplane project I will bring you. Probably. It's 06. It's got to (laughs) be. This one, I don't know if it was mentioned, but we recently listened to this together. Okay. Not for the show. August 8th, Breaking Benjamin's Phobia. Oh, my God. Oh my God! The Diary of Jane. <laughs> that, uh, ha, mm. Nope. No, I, <laughs> I did, I didn't like that record. That was terrible. It was generic, fake hard music. That, Sett, settled out. This isn't. This yeah, isn't a yeah, break no, budget no, episode. Let's. Settle let's, down. let's I'll, I'll chill. I, Great. I still, we disagree on it. I still think Diary Jane's a banger, but we disagree on that. We. Yep. We do. Let me just let me run these five August 8th releases out for you. And one of them is one we've covered on the show already. But okay. listen to these run. The, I And I had all these. Every all the one of same these, day. These all came out in the same week. They all came out the same day. I didn't probably didn't get them the same day because I was downloading music illegally. So you know, mm. one of those situations. But August 8th, Slayer Christ Illusion, Rick yep. Ross Port of Miami. Oh, yeah. Have Heart, The Things We Carry. Okay. Unearth, Three, In the Eyes of Fire. And all shall perish the price of existence. All right. I know like three of those. Well, you know one very well. We covered it on the show. Here. I, yes. You're friend correct. of the show, Rick Ross. I'm a circle, man. 100% friend man, of the show. Do, do I want to start saying friend of the show, <laughs> Rick Ross. <laughs> Moving on to August 21st, Mountain Ghosts Get Lonely. There we go. Hey, I know that one. You weren't listening to it then, though. I was not. August 22nd, we touched on this one briefly because you and I both revealed that we didn't listen to it, Outcasts Idlewild. Yeah, yeah, how did that happen? Yeah, we still haven't. Nope, still haven't listened. (laughs) Also August 22nd, Alexis on Fire Crisis. Oh my God, their best. That's their best record. Also August 22nd, Lamb of God Sacrament. That's a good one too. Isn't that the first Lamb of God record you listened to? I think so. Or the earliest. I don't know if it was the first, but the earliest one you listened to. I think it was the first and the earliest. Okay. We got August 22nd, potentially where we'd come back to, but I don't know if I'm coming back for this one. The Devil Wears Prada, Dear Love, A Beautiful Discord. Okay. Cause I, I know you haven't listened to their earlier stuff. Nope, I haven't. That one might be too early. I, okay. I like it, but I think there's a middle ground. I don't think we're covering four fucking Devil Wars Prada records on this show. Who knows? <laughs> this thing's going for years. Maybe we, <laughs> we could, we could Who knows? August 22nd. This is the other one we would come back to the human abstract nocturne. Okay. If I recall correctly, the guy's using like a 12 string bass in it. So oh my God, it's, it's a pretty wild project. If I recall it correctly, I, I yeah. just remember the track crossing the Rubicon was extremely technical and I think you would get down with that. Okay. Also August 22nd walls of Jericho with devils amongst us all. Yeah, I st- we still need to do that one. It's I don't think it's my favorite of theirs, but okay. I definitely like that one. Yeah. August 22nd, Agala with You Already Know. Agala? Yeah, this wasn't on here until I saw that it was on here for this episode. Like, gotcha. it wasn't on our last episode because listening through my alphabetical list of things, I've listened to the rapper Agala recently. Gotcha. Uh, not yeah. this project. It was apparently a 2022 project. This is basically his oh. first project since then. Oh wow! Okay. And it was called Agstalgic or something like that. <laughs> okay. It was New York hip hop. It was solid. I, I didn't. Right. I didn't hate it. it wasn't wasn't didn't blow my socks off, but I didn't right. hate it. Also, August 29th, Hate Breed Supremacy. There we go. That's a fucking monster record. Dave, one hundred percent is. And then finally, the last release I have that I refuse to leave off because it was a guilty pleasure. It may still be a guilty pleasure if I listen to it. I don't know. Wednesday 13's Fang Bang. Oh yeah, I remember you mentioning that one. So let's move to the Billboard charts. Let's do I it. I have Billboard 200, week of August 19th, 2006. At number five, we have LaToya's album, LaToya. Okay. Yep. Cassie's Cassie, and <laughs> LaToya's right. LaToya. At number four, we have Come Whatever May, Stone Sour. Ah, uh, there they are. Number doing four, doing it big. On the Billboard 200. Last time ever. At number three... Kids Bop 10. Oh my God. <laughs> now we're going to skip oh. number two for just a second. Oh, okay. So we had Kids Bop 10 at yeah. number three. At number one, we have now, that's what I call music oh, 22. Jesus. So, Scott, you know, yeah. those two, that's the one and three. Yeah. The number two held by none other than DMX oh with, my God. <laughs> with Year of the Dog again oh wow number two that's crazy (laughs) sandwiched in between kids bob 10 and now 22 that's the craziest top three we have ever said on this show it's pretty wild dmx is insane dmx swimming with sharks man (laughs) i went through this 200 yeah another situation where i don't know what you're listening to I'm gonna run through some here, just okay. rapid fire that I think you might you you may have been listening to. At number seventeen, a fever you can't sweat out. Panic of the Disco. I remember it. Maybe you were listening to at number thirty, December Underground's AFI. Oh, yeah, I didn't like it though. That was the, I was, was the so change. stoked for it, and that then was the big change. yeah, man, did they change to like a poppy new wave band? Yeah, Miss Murder's a banger. Yeah, I think I'm I think I'm around on that record. I didn't like it when it came out, but I think I'm back around on it. I haven't listened to it again since probably because I just did not like that was not my AFI, man. Not even close. Yeah. So no, that is not that is not the mama let me get one AFI. Yeah, Sing the Sorrow was really already pushing me to not my AFI, and then this just did it. Like I was like, no, I'm out. Maybe you were listening to it at number 42, the aforementioned A Beautiful Lie, 30 Seconds to Mars. 100%. That's where I was at right there. Maybe 46, Dusk and Summer, Dashboard Confessional. Yeah, I wasn't. That was a lull in Dashboard Confessional's uh, discography that I just was kind of meh about. Well, it took me down the whole way to 152 Ooh. to find something that I absolutely know for a fact you were listening to. Here we go. Other than that Stone Sour record, <laughs> it is The Rising Tide, Fort Minor. There you go. There so you we go. Know, we know there's one on there. Yep. There's but one. you were into. <laughs> So let's move on to the Hot 100 week of August 19th, 2006. At number five, Buttons, Pussycat Dolls, featuring Snoop Dogg. Wow. Push my buttons, babe. Nope. Never heard in your life. No. Terry used to sing it to me when I would make her upset. She said, over. Oh I, <laughs> I don't think that's the intent of the song. I think it's a completely different intent of the song. But that's where she took it. That's where she took it. At number four, Me and You by Cassie. Still don't know her. It is a banger. That song's a <laughs> banger. All right. At number three, Promiscuous, Nelly Furtado featuring Timbaland. Oh man, I'm I'm not on this list. At number three, Crazy, Gnarls Barkley. The, okay. You know that one. that make me crazy? Yep. Yeah. Love it. At number one, Hot 100, week of August 19, 2006, London Bridge by Fergie. Yeah, there she is. It's your girl Fergie. That's that's it's your her. Your girl Fergie Ferg. Yeah. Oh, uh, a, couple, a couple more. A couple more. I got here. Uh, at number nine, it's going down by Young Jock. I don't know if you're familiar. Mm-mm. I'm sure you've heard it. Meet me Maybe. in the club. It's going down. No. Nope. Wow. That's a no. At number ten, I write sins not tragedies. Panic at Disco. Oh, yeah. At number 28, Scott. Yeah. I'm sorry, I have to do this to you. The song Bad Day. Do you remember by who? Bad Day. Yeah. Oh, you, you had you? A, bad bad a bad day. day. Oh, <laughs> damn it. We, we do this every time. Most forgettable name in the human language. 100%. And you got nothing. I I think I keep guessing the same guy and it's always wrong. <laughs> What's your guess? <laughs> Is it Daniel Powder? You got it. Oh, shit. <laughs> you got it. Daniel Powder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Man. oh, sick. Uh, because when I wrote it down, I saw it. I said, bad day. And then I remembered, <laughs> I said, who wrote that? And I said, and honestly, when I looked, I was like, I've never seen a name before in my life. So I don't always guess that name. It's just been ingrained in me yeah. now. You got the, it now. I got it, though. We're good. We're good. Killing it. At number 32, Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. Oh, yeah. That's a... Jam. Emily loves that song so much. And then we had a big time here in... Uh, late august mid to late august we had a big time for nepo babies so nepo babies we had paris Hilton's stars are blind at number 30 and we had about us by paul by brooke hogan featuring paul wall oh wow no so we had a couple you know a couple industry kids out there i think i remember that brooke hogan song it's a because because paul wall was on it. i was like really i need to look at this all that matters in that song is at the beginning. Yeah, Brooke Hogan yells "What a do Paul Wall," oh, and it's, no. one of the, it's one of the greatest things ever. It's one of the greatest <laughs> things ever. Uh, I will listen to the first forty seconds of that song to hear Brooke Hogan yell "What a do Paul Wall," and then I'll turn it off. That's it. <laughs> I actually don't think that's a bad song, though. I think no, I think it's I'd a- have to revisit it. Oh, I think Brooke Hogan's voice is awful. And oh, I don't think, sure. it, I think if it's like just a studio musician that Paul Wall would have brought in for that song, yeah. given it is Brooke Hogan's song, but let's say that's Paul Wall's song. He brings yeah. in just a studio singer. It's a better song, but probably Brooke Hogan had the name. Yeah. And uh, name. didn't they have like the TV show going at that time? Oh, six. Sounds like it would be when Hogan knows best was on. Yeah. Sounds about the right time. Oh yeah. So Scott, as I yes, said sir. before. A Change of Pace, Prepare the Masses, was released August 15th, 2006. Even though Discogs will tell you it was released the 26th. Oh. Yeah, I got the conflicting release date. I got the date from the Immortal Records website. So I'm I say think they would probably, know. Yeah, it's their record. I think they would know. Yeah. So A Change of Pace, Prepare the Masses. Yeah. August 15th, 2006. Scott, Here we go. is this album what you were prepared for when I gave it to you? I had no idea what I was looking at. The name gave me kind of a hardcore vibe. Mm-hmm. That name, just yeah, I thought maybe hardcore. And then the cover art gave looks me like, like looks like it was 90, made in nineties yeah. hip hop vibe, but like well, made it, in clip art on like Microsoft Word. One hundred percent. Yep. The beginning of the first track made me think maybe heavy metal. <laughs> yes, with with the marching and the stomping. Well, let's get, let's talk about the first track then. So we're on Prepare the Masses. Prepare the Masses, yeah. I I love the strings and the marching at the beginning. I thought maybe we're getting a heavy metal album, which Mm -hmm. I know you're not really into quote unquote heavy metal. Yeah, not really. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I was concerned. But then, holy shit, this is the poppiest, punkiest pop punk (laughs) I've heard in a long time. Yeah, this made me cuz every time we talk talk about pop punk i always yeah. have weird opinions on pop punk and to the point where th- this could be another one of my hypoc- hypocritical albums like me liking oh, okay. this could, might make me a hypocrite in the way i talk about some other shit i don't know but this and like your forever the sickest kids really proves that i love the bubblegum pop of pop punk it's not it's not forever the sickest kids level i was just going to say eat, yeah I need that like syrupy pop with my yeah. pop punk. I don't like, I don't like punk. That's a little poppy. I like pop. That's a that's punky. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what this is. Not quite forever. The sickest kids, but man, yeah, this was, uh, I loved it. The, the little pop punk switch up there really got me. Like I was stoked. And then like most bands have a Romeo Juliet type song. Yes, but they don't go quite in depth as a change of pace do like mm. they even throw in the name of the city Verona in there. <laughs> they talk about killing cousins in this song, man. Yeah, they're mentioning lore. I, they're not yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, I respect the research done for this track. <laughs> Well, they probably wrote it when they were in fucking junior. They were junior year, probably, <laughs> right. studying, studying Romeo and Juliet. Right. Probably. They were, like, in English class. Oh, yeah. Verona's a dope name. We need to throw that in a song. Obviously, they weren't doing this in English class because they were in freshman year in 01. So this would have been five so, years later. Yeah. So they maybe they just graduated. Hey, first year of college. Hey, so let's do some Romeo there and it Juliet. <laughs> yep. English 101, baby. <laughs> That's it. Romeo and Juliet. I love, you know, I love the headphone games. <laughs> yes. Yep. And this song gives me the headphone games. I, lo- I love the switching between phasing and the headphones. Very cool track. I liked it a lot. The first track always that's to me too. There's a, oh, it's at the beginning. You own this album at the beginning of On the Frontline" by The Casualties. Yeah. The very first track is that boots marching. That sound marching, also. Yeah almost yeah. the exact same sound like sample almost right so it always made me think especially if i was listening on shuffle on my ipod and You're i hear getting casualties pace, next i'm either getting casualties i'm getting a change of pace or there was a opening track on a hellcat records compilation that did the same thing oh okay and i can't remember what band it was i want to say it was rancid but i don't i can't remember any rancid songs with the boots like that so it has to be something different yeah but there were three different tracks where it would probably be like, what song is this now? What am I listening to? <laughs> Which one am I getting? Moving on to track two, How to Rape a Country. Uh, love the Show No Mercy gang vocals in this one. Super solid track. The cool down before and after the breakdown was great. Like it just nice and cool. Then all of a sudden, breakdown. And then nice and cool again. And then back into the poppy punk fun times. I didn't even mind the little effect on the vocals and that little harsh vocal after the breakdown was a lovely little nugget because he did like a harsh, a harsh vocal for like three words. I was like, whoa. Yeah. (laughs) And Obviously, I'm not into this band for their harsh vocals. No, not at all. This is definitely one of those scenarios where I would have had to have liked a vocal going into it because a lot of the stuff that he does with his voice, if I didn't like the vocal, if I didn't like the tone, he wouldn't have got away with it. I would, I would be off of this record. Yeah. Another bonus of this record for me is if you look at all the runtimes, mm-hmm. there they are all three minutes and some change. Yeah. There's not one longer. There's not one less. the The shortest track is three o two. The longest track is three fifty three. Right. Yeah, this was. This is in my wheelhouse. This is tailored for you, fucking wheelhouse. (laughs) Yeah. Moving on to track three, I'm alive. Uh, Starting the track off with an auto tune vocal is not my idea of a good time. Yeah, I knew there was. I knew there was going to be pieces of this that you didn't like. There's there's little bits, but they kick in with a classic pop punk opening, and I forget it mostly. Uh, The drummer is really showing up on this track. The line. You're another check mark on the list of things that I regret is harsh. <laughs> the this band does a lot of things lyrically that seem almost too mature or intelligent for the music they're playing sure. sometimes. Like you already mentioned the the Romeo and Juliet thing. Yeah. And then they do. Yeah, you're, you're right. They have like little things where I'm like, oh, wow, that's weird that that was in there because it doesn't feel like that kind of song. And it feels like the music is made by high schoolers and the lyrics are written by a college guy like, or, working on his Ph.D. I mean, that could be it, though. That could be that they wrote <laughs> all the music. Is. They wrote the music when they were. Well, hey, just on. jamming in 2001. No, because it was a singer. I was going to say if it wasn't the singer and the drummer that got together first, maybe they did write all the music. And then wrote lyrics later. But well, I don't know maybe the singer played did. guitar back in the day. Everybody, everybody who was ever in a band 100%. played guitar at some point. 100%. <laughs> Even if it's just power chords, you've played guitar. That's these songs. <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> Moving on to track four, Shoot From The Hip. This track starts off picture perfect. Love the gang vocals and the heavy little riff. There's a slight tempo changes mid-verse that shows off that these dudes can write some solid fucking songs. Yeah. I'd love to hear them go a little heavier, but I definitely dig this. The panning echo vocal at about two minutes and thirty seconds is fantastic. And the final pre-chorus is a fucking chef's kiss on this thing. The whole like explaining the dole, like it within the chorus is fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I I love this track. I don't know if I understood that was what the track was doing, because sometimes these guys are so catchy. I don't give a damn what they say. <laughs> right. Like they'll say they'll say I just hear the words and I hear the order there. And I'm like, that sounds great. But I have no fucking clue what right. they said. Sometimes the temple of their voice sounds good. What are the words? And they also do this thing where sometimes if the lyric doesn't quite fit right, they'll start the next lyric over it. Yeah, yeah. It, it happens a few times where you the next verse will start over the ending of the last one, which sounds like it should not work, but it does, unless you're trying to sing along and you <laughs> yes. don't know whether you should end the song, end the line or start the next one. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> Speaking of not knowing where to end though, track 5, Weekend Warriors, the chorus of this song is a maelstrom of getting caught in itself, like you yeah. can just continually, <laughs> continually get caught in a circle of this this chorus and just keep saying the same thing. And I absolutely love it. Yeah, this track is so wild. The opening riff and theme of this track gives me a late '70s rock and roll vibe. <laughs> like just the opening of this thing reminds me of like Boston. Okay, like <laughs> it's just great. I really dig the headphone games they play on this one. Oh, man, some sense on this thing, too. And some fucking dual guitar shredding. Love the ending of this track as well. This song is so fun. This is the song that introduced me to them. This was the first song you heard. Weekend Warriors is the first song I heard. That's what I, a crazy switch up they that would have been for you. I don't know if I loved it or hated it at first. Oh, like, okay. I liked the idea of the song because it was, it was ser- Like it was a moment for the warriors. I don't even mean, I mean like this can't last forever. Raise a glass together. Yeah. Like you're there with each other. Enjoy the time, which I don't think I needed to be thinking about that during no. the time when I was listening to this. <laughs> yeah. But I think it did help me appreciate it a little bit. Sure. Like, hearing that, like realizing yeah what we're doing right now like we're just hanging out it's cool as shit I'm hanging with a bunch of people maybe they're not all my friends but this isn't gonna last forever right and thinking about that now this song really hits that nostalgia bone for me when I hear it for and sure. it's just like holy shit this thing so I don't I, I can't I can't approach this song with that 80s vibe or anything all I all I see is those houses those parties I was at when right. this song was playing yeah and it is such a big big nostalgia song for me uh, it's a good song. I assumed that this song was, like, a hit because it was brought to me from people who didn't, like, even listen to this kind of music, really. Oh, okay. But apparently it is not. Oh, <laughs> no. I, I tried <laughs> looking it up, and I don't think this was... Even, I don't even think this is a single, which would make me crazy because it sounds like a single. This sounds like it should be a single, yeah. yeah. I don't know if they had a single because it was MySpace, you know, Warped Tour times. Yeah, 2006 just, was not... Yeah. Yeah. There, they, there they weren't there singles for scene bands. <laughs> no, they were trying to just be in your top six on MySpace, your background song on Live Journal. Although TikTok wants you to believe that there were singles from the scene. That's retroactive. There were not. Singles yeah, no, from the there weren't then. any going on at the time. There were a bunch of there were songs that people gravitated towards that became a band's biggest song for the most right. part. Yeah. But. I don't think there was a scene and there was a single and scene music and correct me if I'm wrong here till maybe the black parade. I think black parade might've been one of the biggest singles coming out of the scene at the time. No, I, I mean, I guess you uh, can your panics. You could get your, your fallout boys around like here and there. But I well, mean, it uh, came out with the record before that. Yeah. Three cheers for sweet revenge. That had, that was huge. But was that the scene getting into it as opposed to this is our lead single for this record? Get it on the radio. Yeah, I don't know. And again, here we go. What do you consider the scene? Right. Like, yeah. if you want to throw some 41's fat lip in there, that's a fucking huge single. If you want to well, consider them part of the scene. We've, we've talked about the, the additions of certain bands during certain times for certain scenes, and we're not going to get into it again. But yeah, it's, it's a mess. It's, it's, yeah. It gets messy. Yeah. So let's move on to track six of the record we're here to talk about. White lines and lipstick. (laughs) Uh, Perfect intro from the last track coming after Weekend Warriors. It sounds so heavy. That sneaky little bass line thrown in there is beautiful. And that guitar solo rips. I think four, five, and six on this record are such a solid run. I think Shoot from the Hip, Weekend Warriors, and White Lines and Lipstick. You know how I look out for those runs and I look out for things like that. That's a hell of a run to me, at least. (laughs) Shoot from the Hip, Weekend Warriors, and White Lines and Lipstick. For sure. Big fan of that song as well. That that trio really gets me. There's a song that I think I would replace White Lines and Lipstick with later that would make a perfect three track run. Oh. But I think that would make the record weaker. So I think they did the right thing. Yeah. So moving on to track seven, a song the world can sing out loud. I bet this thing goes off mid-set during a show. I've never seen A Change of Pace live. Uh, spoiler alert pretty sure they're not a band anymore probably not i did look that up for a cleanup but i, I was didn't say is there all then they only put out like three records i think well the reason i didn't write it down is because th- they do that thing where they're not a band but they will get back together for reunions and oh, okay and anniversary record tours and shit but right. they're just not they just don't want to be together in a band i guess sure when they but all they've just had, like, need a little bit of change they've had like three or four different reunions where they've got one of them was the 10th anniversary of this record no. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I think that was their second reunion. So they broke up very, very, very early. early. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of high hat work from the drummer on this one that gives the track kind of a dancey vibe. There hasn't been a bad track on this record yet. Oh, I like hearing that. And we're halfway through. We're more than yeah. halfway through at that point. I like hearing oh, yeah. that. There was always an idea when I, when we covered Rick Ross and I brought this record up and you told mm-hmm. me you've never listened to them. Yeah, I, I was confused because it seems like not only something you would love. Yeah, something you would cover yourself. Like there's some songs in here that I could see you covering yourself. <laughs> right. And then even if not that, I could see you throwing some of these on uh, mix albums for Emily. <laughs> <in there. laughs> yeah, right. Because I mean, maybe not maybe not a, one or two of them, because yeah. there's some that are if they're playing within a romantic mix, it's going to get really horny, which is. <laughs> <really> weird. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to those. So let's move on to track eight. Take care. Uh, I love the intro on this track. What a great little pop punk bop. Uh, I love the line. We're just lonely hearts looking for melodies. Not so much the line. I'm in the habit of breaking young girls hearts. Yeah, That's a, that's a tough one. That's a tough one to live with. Yeah. That is a warp Tour 2006 ass line. 100%. <laughs> uh, as a 40 year old man, I can't sing along to that one at all. You just shut it down. Yeah. <laughs> well, Okay when With i was mouth closed to yeah when i was going through uh, to do my top 3 tracks a little bit of a spoiler i was like man i loved take care but i can't put it in my top 3 because i can't <laughs> sing along to the whole thing i'm sorry i like the idea of you at work surrounded by a bunch of 50 <laughs> year old men yeah. and just singing along and they're looking at her like what what's <laughs> what's happening No they they'd look at me like nod they'd be like yeah yeah Live in the dream, pal. Live in the dream. Live in the dream. Yeah, young girls, that's where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> rough. Fucking rough, man. Moving on to track nine. Speaking of horny. There it is. Or your bedroom. Yeah. With every other track being so pristine, this one kind of falls by the side for me. Oh, I, I don't hate her or anything, it. but it's not that interesting to me. You know how I feel about super horny tracks getting thrown in the yeah. middle of a record that I'm already vibing with uh it just doesn't work this thing makes me vibe so hard i (laughs) love the i don't know the horniness is so perfect in this like for me it's 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 just at the limit of too much like it's almost too much and if it's almost almost too much much for you it's damn near way too much for me but if you want to talk about like this this could be a hypocritical song for me because those sounds he makes the way the what he does with his voice Within this track, I would hate ninety eight percent of the time <laughs> right. hearing it somewhere else. But for some reason, his voice, this record, this track does it for me. It I'm just cool works. It. I like it. That's I'm a big good. fan of in Your Bedroom." Yeah, <laughs> it may it may need to get arranged on my on my top three just because you can't put it on yours. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to track ten, I want to be rock and roll. The drum intro. Let's talk about that. Amazing. Love me a good drum intro. The wake up was a great little something I needed for this track. Also, that little harsh vocal toward the end of the track, not bad, yeah. Especially coming off War in Your Bedroom, this yeah. thing sounds a lot different. Yeah, it's it, it sounds heavier coming off of War in Your Bedroom. Next up, we number. have Recipe for Disaster. Oh man, do I love me some hidden counting on a track! Yes. yes, yes, that's what I was just looking up because I wanted to get the actual. Oh, lyrics yeah, down. it's so good. Five more days and counting before you start packing. Can we give me three good reasons why we can't get back to square one? Yeah. Oh, And then it, then it and goes then 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 it reverses. It backwards. It's uh, unreal. Yeah. It's unreal. So good. I love that counting. This may be one of the originators of me liking counting in songs, if I'm being oh, yeah? 100% honest. That's yeah, awesome. This, it might be one of the first times I picked up on it. I was like, yeah. what's this now? What do we do? Oh, doing? man. The first run through of it, I was like, like I heard the five, and I was like five, okay, let's go. And then I, then I didn't really pay attention until one. Then we would get back to square one, and I was like, wait a second, wait a fucking second. <laughs> and then he like started the count back up from one to five. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, nope. And I re- I had to restart the song. I was like, no, I got to pay attention now. So I'm sitting there at work with my hand on my ear, on my earbuds, <laughs> like, okay. Here it comes. Oh, he did it. Five, four, three, two, one. And then one, two, three, four, five. Oh, my God. It was He's dropping bars. He's dropping yeah. bars. Oh, my God. 100%. He's the GOAT. He's it the GOAT. Was, it was so Scream. great. So great. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for this track. What a great fucking track. Big fan. Yeah. Big fan. Yep. That counting really puts this track over the edge. It really does. It. Yeah, it does everything for me. Next up, we have The Closer, Safe and Sound and Phone Lines. I was really hoping so hard for an acoustic closer on this record because (laughs) that would make it of the time, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And boy, did they deliver. I loved it. You get your acoustic ballad out of the way. It's it's the pop punk formula. 100%. 100%. Rock your face off all the way through the record. Yeah. A whole bunch of sing-along spots, and then hit you with the heartfelt closer, acoustic guitar, little <laughs> yeah. bit of drums in the background, and then this one gave it a little bit of a little bit extra with an electric guitar, like noodling in the background. Mm. Man, it delivered. The closer does less for me than all. Of course the it does. Of course yeah. it does. That that is a part of the pop punk formula that has ever really done it for me. <laughs> the, the the Those acoustic ballad closers usually don't get to me. It just, yeah. it just doesn't work for some reason. It's not the gear I'm trying to shift out of coming sure. out of a record. That's yeah. just not my, I would say that's probably cause that's closer to your neutral. Like that, that vibe that you're getting off of an acoustic ballad, a, an acoustic pop punk ballad is closer to you. Neutral yeah. coming out of a record than mine. That that's right. almost shifting me up into another gear where I'm like, hold on, this isn't where I'm going. Like this is, a, <laughs> this is going to end in three minutes and 51 seconds. And I'm not going to know what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Scott. Yeah top three top three. First up my number three is i'm alive okay i'm alive love it what a great song i like all these tracks i bet you this is another one of those situations that i bet you i didn't listen to more than a minute 30 of most of them <laughs> sure my top three i guess i'll give you mine okay. my number three not even jokingly that because yeah. you couldn't say it war in your bedroom is one of my favorite tracks <laughs> gotcha. off this record. yeah war in your bedroom is one of my favorite off this record I would say probably shoot from the hip is probably second. Okay. Weekend Warriors has to be number one for me, but I will put it up there with I'll put recipe for disaster and how to rape a country up there with it. Cause I love both those tracks also. So you're giving me a top six. Yeah, I mean you're gonna take it. I figure you weren't gonna I I only gave you three for this one. (laughs) I'm just saying that the number one for me could change yeah that's that's for me my top two are interchangeable my so my number three was i'm alive my number two and or one um is weekend warriors and recipe for disaster yeah yeah Yeah. they're such good tracks i love them both i don't think recipe for disaster hit for me the way it did until i listened to it for the show yeah like i remember liking it i remember liking this the counting but yeah. the that whole track hit me harder than it ever did before like it never really stood out before the the standouts before that i would listen to i would pull up the record i'd listen to how to rape a country i'd listen to shoot from hip weekend warriors maybe sure. white lines and lipstick war in your bedroom and then i'd kind of probably be where i wanted to be gotcha <laughs> like, i wouldn't need to wouldn't need to go any farther yeah yeah but recipe for disaster definitely added into that oh, it's such a good I, song i love it so much I think the structure and the writing of all these tracks and then the way it's put yeah. together in the album is great. Like it's it, it feels again, much like the writing, the record itself feels more mature than it looks. Like For if sure. you look at that if you look at that cover, you would think you're gonna get something messy, there's gonna be some issues here and there. Oh yeah It's a very well put together record, even if it does follow that formula that is so out there. Yeah. I loved it though. Well, you loved it, but that's not one of our our terms. So you're right. Scott. Prepare the masses. A change of pace. <laughs> yeah. Throne, own, phone, or grown. I loved it. <laughs> so, uh, if if it was pressed on vinyl, I would own it. No problem. It is not. You had to buy a CD. <laughs> yeah, I know. I looked it up on Discogs, and that's how I came out with knowing the other cover art. It, it, it's oh, like, I was like, oh, I know that. I know that cover art, but I never listened to the record. But yeah, I, I looked it up. I was going to buy it. As soon as somebody out there starts pressing 06 music they're gonna make a lot of money off me ton of money off of both of us there's a holy grail vinyl of mine that doesn't exist the moment they press it i might buy two copies oh yeah and I, th- I think it's 06. it's statical by self-titled oh man i'm right there with you yeah i love like, that I, record. That, i don't understand that it needs pressed it yeah. needs why is it not pressed. What are we doing? White you're, vinyl. You're leaving money on the table. You're leaving on, money on the table on white vinyl with red splatter. Maybe I could. I could see it being on red vinyl too. I well, yeah, you got to get the variants in there. But I'm saying I yeah. want the white one because that cover art demands a white vinyl pressing. So it's it's an own if it was available to be purchased. One hundred percent. Yeah, I would right. in a, in a heartbeat. I loved it. It's so good. Were you surprised? Do you know why you didn't come across this before? I mean. Just a little too late for your pop punk at the time? I think end? so. I think so. Because okay. we're talking 06. I was planning my wedding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were at different moments. I yeah. Was, I was driving a car illegally. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I, I think so. You mentioned on that Warp Tour list, uh, The Rocket Summer. I was kind of into them. So okay. I was into that indie kind of singer songwritery stuff pretty okay. heavy. So kind of phasing out of my pop punk a bit. Yeah, pop punk with me goes in waves much like pop punk has its own waves that we will <laughs> not talk about because we don't know who came in what waves of any genre. <laughs> right. Uh, but I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I assumed you would. At, at bare minimum, I thought you were going to take at least two or three of these tracks that are oh, great, yeah. but I'm glad you liked this whole thing. Oh, um, yeah, I, I love I, the I whole love thing. Yeah, it's super Was, good. Was there any moments where you were, like, at like even moments where, like, he likes this part? He likes this? If what we hadn't done the Forever the Sickest Kids okay. previously, yeah. I might have been. But because we had that record, yes. like, I'm like, oh, this dude listens to anything. And yeah, this thing is so syrupy at moments. Yeah. It's unreal. And then it gets really horny. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> And, right. and i've come to expect that from you too so <laughs> you, you give me a record that starts syrupy gets horny and leaves me <laughs> l- leaves me in my neutral we're good this one right this one didn't quite let me leave with my neutral but it got horny enough that i was able to gear <laughs> that i had to gear back down. Right. right change of pace isn't the only thing you were listening to what else you was not i was listening to the album nightmare logic from power trip and if i'm Correct here, you also received that in the mail recently. I did, along with your first record. (laughs) Yeah, uh, so yeah, we're listening to that Loudwire list. Yeah. And inevitably, we come across something within that span of a week that I enjoy a lot. Power Trip was one of them. Boy, did that surprise me. Like, I I never listened to Power Trip before, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. I wish I had, and I wish I would have, like known about these dudes and seen them live when they were still going because unfortunately the singer passed away. But man, the, the crossover that this is, is amazing. I love every bit of the guitar work on the record. I love the thrashiness. I love the hardcore feeling of it. Riley Gale's vocals are phenomenal. And from what I've come to, to learn, uh, he was an awesome dude. He was just that's a cool a, fucking I've, I've guy. I've never seen a bad word about him. Yeah. I've never seen a bad word about him. Yeah. I knew I knew Swing of the Axe, which might be like the quote unquote single of that record, maybe. Yeah. Taxman. No. Hangman's Tax. Yeah. I, I knew that track. Yeah. I, that track always is ripped, but I never got into the full record. Got into the full record. Executioner's really, Tax, not Hangman's. That's what it is. Executioner's, Executioner's tax, tax. Swing of the yeah. Axe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Love the a, record. Yeah. I bought it as well. Yeah. Whereas you bought their, you bought that and their first record. I sure did. I, I, bought, th- I bought that and a random Code Orange record. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Just because it was in my watch list, it was cheap. I was like, yep. eh, add it on. Add it on. Why not? Yeah. Also, I wanted to mention about the Loudwire list. The moment that you and I hit last week where we had basically five be- records that weren't great. They, like, just, they just weren't. They, we had, they weren't great. We had one that I liked, but... It's problematic. That's the moment when, because I would do these these lists, listen throughs all the time. Like I would yeah. get a new Metal Hammer or get a new Hit Parade or the Head of List, and right. i would just be like, oh, I gotta listen to all these. The the streak we hit last week is what made me quit every one of those lists. D- a so, streak like that, yeah. A streak like that. So the fact that I have somebody who I had like, we're both on the same page, and we're like, no, we're still gonna listen to this. Oh yeah, we're yeah, still going. Drastically, that helps yeah. me drastically. Which means when we eventually get to my magazines that I have laying around here with lists. Oh, you let me know. We're I'm going to be it. able to complete them because I won't be held back by my own. I can't do that. <laughs> right. Can't do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, uh, you come up with a list for us to list after this one. Listen to after this one. And I'm, I'm for it. I got plenty. Uh, I got plenty of lists. I, collect there, lists. I mean, I've told you right after we started this thing, it's going to make me go broke this year. <laughs> because we're coming well, across some that I'm just like, oh, it, I have to. It's buy gonna it. help me also though, because I'm trying to buy more heavy, metal heavy stuff and yep. more heavy stuff. So it'll help me. yeah Although I don't know how that soccer mommy got looped in there. <laughs> um, I don't know how that worked out. Great yeah. album, actually. That hasn't been my record of the week yet. Has I think it? it was last week. Okay, my record of the week. It's an older one. Yeah, going. Yeah going through my alphabetical list that a lot of these are going to pop up so i think a lot of my records of the week are going to be a's for a while i think i <laughs> think I, we're going to have I mean, a, a hard time coming up with like new records that are coming out that we're going to have as records of the week because we're doing so many different things yeah i think and so i haven't come across a record yet this year that i've really enjoyed that much i think there's a few i have i like that um Sang Sangu Sangu sang- Sugabog oh, yeah. record. I like that record. I know I pronounced it wrong. Sanguasugabog. Sugabog Sugabog. That's it. Sanguasugabog. Sugabog. Do you know what that means? No. Toilet that sucks blood out of you. Oh Jesus! Basically, that's what it means. Like they they, they made wow. it as if yeah yes toilet blood sucking toilet. Yeah. Okay. So my record of the week is the album Totalitarian Dystopia by the band Acrania. It blew my mind. It's great. It's heavy. It's technical. Mm. It's intense. Don't really know what a lot of the uh, <laughs> the material is because the vocals aren't <laughs> exactly legible most of the time. <laughs> but I got down on it pretty hard. Big fan of it. Big fan of it. That's good. So other than that, Scott, we talk about talked yeah. about Rick's week. Talked about this week's album. What, what are we listening to for next week? Well, next week, in honor of somebody's birth month, we are... Heading into Bahim month. Whose birth month is it? Isn't it yours? Wait, April? what month is this? Yo, yeah, my bad. Yeah. Bahim month. Bahim month. I forgot that was starting now. <laughs> yeah, it's starting now. We both have records that we enjoy from the band that the other one has not listened to. The so, Black metal slash Death Metal Band Behemoth, yeah, I am a big fan of the Satanist. You're a big fan of demigod., mm-hmm. uh, so that's two episodes right there. We figured why not just make a month of it and then we're gonna do a behemoth draft and then we're gonna then we're we're gonna find an album that has some the name random behemoth. album with the word behemoth in it that we have not listened to. so. Next up is the record I'm giving you, the aforementioned the Satanist. Mm -hmm. That's that's going to start our behemoth, uh, our behemoth. It is starting our behemoth, which came together simply because of a pun. That is all. (laughs) The only reason it's happening. (laughs) One of us jokingly said, "You said it." I was trying to give you credit to. No, I don't need credit for it. I laughed (laughs) my ass off at you saying it, and was like, "That's it." we're doing it yeah we talked about giving each other behemoth behemoth records and we're like well that's half the month already let's just draft them too and was like hey let's just have behemoth and then here we are and here it is that's what we're doing and we thought april would be perfect because uh for a birthday greeting one year i did myself up in corpse paint (laughs) (laughs) yeah you were telling me you you were get you wanted to get more into jazz or something. I, no, I was getting in I was doing a deep dive on the B fifty twos and you were like, Hey, have you ever listened to black metal? <laughs> yeah. <that. laughs> I was like, Yeah, I'm starting to get it. I'm starting to not like these B fifty two texts. Let's see if I can get them into <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So instead of uh doing rock lobster, I got into mayhem and yeah. here we are doing Behemoth next week. Behemoth. Cocked, lock and ready to load. I'm ready. So, Behemoth the Satanist. Yes. Next week's episode. That's next week's episode. Follow us on Twitter, at pod. Follow us on Instagram, at pod. Follow, join? Follow, join? The Facebook Follow, join. group. Link will be in the show notes. Not fallout, boy. Follow, join. fallout, boy. <laughs> fallout, join. <laughs> <laughs> um, send us an email at areyoulistening.pod.gmo.com. Support Joy Road Media. Listen to the other Joy Road Media podcasts. Scott, thank you for the episode. Thank you for the friendship. Thank you, thank brother. You thank you. Listeners, thank you for listening. Always. Are you listening? Are you listening? Does that make me crazy? What a do, Paul Wall? Friend of the show, Rick Ross. Oh, he did it! Five, four, three, two, one. And then one, two, three, four, five. Oh! Sangwasugabog. That's it. Bog. Instead of uh, doing Rock Lobster... I got into mayhem. The Diary of Jane! Ah. Young girls, that's where it's at.